When you forgive, you don't change the past, you change the future. Hello. So what are you thinking? You're listening to the Healthy Mind, Healthy Self Show. I'm your host, Martha Alvarez, psychotherapist and life coach. And this is a place for you to explore your thoughts, emotions and behaviors so that you can make more mindful choices, achieve those things that you so desire. So tune in and enjoy. Welcome to today's episode where I thought I'd talk about relationship poison, specifically in romantic relationship. These are wounds of the heart, things like anger and blame and boredom and jealousy and resentment and envy and doubt and fear, mostly things that we never expect or desire when we enter a relationship, but that can emerge. Emerge usually from a sense of patterns. They appear to be provoked by recent events, but usually they stem from past events, past associations perhaps you've had with your parents or with a sibling or with someone that really had an influence in you. And you play it out again in your relationship. And again, they're not desirable. But I want to focus on one poison in particular, and I call it a poison because it's very toxic. It's something that creates harm in a relationship. What I want to talk about today is resentment. Resentment is refeeling. Think of the word resentment. It stems from the word sentiment, which means feeling, and then re is all over again. So when we speak about resentment, we are recycling negative feelings or wrongdoings. Basically, you start mentally replaying situations, whether they're real or imagined, that are painful. Painful usually emotionally, and that definitely harms a relationship. And if you don't catch it initially and you let it keep growing, it really gets out of control to the point that it could end a relationship. So it's important to understand resentment and know how it builds up in a relationship and what to do with it. So let's start with how resentment builds up in a relationship. Often when we talk about resentment, it's somehow the balance in the relationship has shifted. Maybe emotionally or on a practical level, one person feels that they're more invested in doing more and more aware than the other person. And then they start getting angry and people express anger in a variety of ways. And it's important to note that while we're all very conscious of what the physical manifestation looks like in anger as a way of expression, anger actually manifests physically way deeper in our cells, in our organs. It could actually affect our health and our well-being, both short-term and long-term. So it's something that we want to pay real close attention to. So one of the ways that I find 
that resentment starts building up in a relationship often has to do with communication or basically the lack of communication, either the way you're communicating with each other, perhaps using hurtful words or by um, minimizing what someone is feeling and saying or denying or blaming or projecting, or maybe just by withholding expression and not engaging with a person and not hearing them, basically just ignoring them. And then there's that passive aggressive form of communication where sometimes something's bothering you, but instead of just you know, being overt and talking about it, you become sarcastic or vengeful or just react in a way that hurts the other person instead of you saying, okay, I'm hurt and I don't like this. So communication often is the lack of communication or, or a faulty way of communicating is often one of the essential pieces when it comes to resentment. Another thing that I notice is when couples start keeping score and I'm talking about maybe keeping score with your housework, who picks up the house, who does the laundry, washes the dishes, that kind of stuff. Or maybe you're keeping score with the money, who makes more money, who spends their money in this way or that way, or maybe with the childcare and even in intimacy, when you start keeping score, there exist a feeling of a competition and in an unhealthy way. And ultimately it breeds a lack of appreciation, a lack of bonding, of togetherness, and it damages relationships. So keeping score is also a way to fuel resentment and anger. And then there's unfulfilled desires and expectations that kind of circles back with communication. And we have to know that people change, people's needs change. Even when you really know somebody and you spend a lot of time with someone, you know, people grow and sometimes you just need something different it's not always even apparent to the actual person that's experiencing the need, but sometimes you can outgrow certain things and want to try something out, a different thought, a different feeling, a different experience, and you may not even be aware. So this shows up when you feel that you're not being heard. You're not being validated. You feel unfulfilled. You feel disconnected from your partner. Or sometimes the expectation piece is when you have this agenda, this way, this idealization of what your partner should show up as, and it's not happening. But then again, they might not even know about that. So you're expecting something that's unrealistic. Again, it comes back to communicating. Have you talked to them about it? Are you both clear? Are you understanding where you're at at this point in your life? And the very important piece to all this is empathy. And that's being understanding. That's trying to, you know, sometimes not even fix something, but just listening to somebody else and where they're coming from and choosing to understand them, even if their view does not neatly fit your worldview. Sometimes lack of empathy can show up by not apologizing 
And uh, again, that's, if you don't apologize, you're basically stuck in blame mode. You can be empathetic with someone, apologize for, you know, I'm sorry that you're going through this. I don't really understand that feeling, but it must feel, I imagine it must feel very confusing or hurtful for you, that kind of stuff. So resentment builds up in relationships over all sorts of things and the list can be endless, but the effects of resentment are always emotional and physical withdrawal and anger. And it's the root to all the chaos and all the pain that we feel when we're involved in a relationship, because relationships are not always happy and feeling love and goodness because we're multidimensional, we're multidimensional people, and we experience life together in many different ways. And I like to think, well, sometimes I think of um, each of us emotionally as, imagine like a volcano, right? And, and you have lava, and you know how it's kind of like bubbling on the core of the volcano, and then sometimes different emotions kind of give it a rise. And then there's the big boiling lava that ends up exploding out of the volcano. And that's what you get when you're arguing and when you're blurting out in a relationship and when, you know, just gets all out of control. And if you tend to your lava when it's at a gentle bubbling, instead of this roaring boil, it becomes so much more manageable and less damage occurs. And the damage that I'm talking about is the problem that it causes. And the problem that it causes in relationships affects not only the couple, but everything else in their world. So it's not something that is to be minimized because it could affect your entire family system. It could affect your finances, your kids, your career. It could affect basically everything. So what do you do with it? Well, here's the thing. You work with yourself and you work with the other person. When I say you work with yourself, I'm asking, can you identify and work with your emotion? Can you actually pull back the layers of all your unmet needs, where they're stemming from, get clarity on what they are and what you're willing to experience and shift, what you're willing to adjust? Can you do that for yourself about yourself first? And then the other person, are they willing to do the same or are they not willing to do it? And what they're doing instead is blaming or denying or dismissing or minimizing or shaming, belittling, you know, they're just not taking responsibility. And that happens a lot of times. I mean, I see it in couples counseling quite a lot. And keep in mind, you are dealing with anger. It's often repressed anger, and it may not always be apparent. In fact, often couples project this internal fear and anger and dissonance onto each other, and they 
perhaps uh, do it in order to distort or ignore their reality in an effort to function or to preserve their ego. And sometimes this arises from confusion or shame, which actually directly hijacks their self-esteem. So it does get somewhat very complicated, but it's definitely doable if you're willing to identify the situation and um, do things to try to remedy it. Because ultimately, when you resent someone, you become their slave. I mean, it robs you of your peace, your love, your goodwill. You become trapped. It's like taking poison and expecting the other person to get sick. It just does not work. So what do you do? All right. Well, you know, sometimes resentment needs an action in order to get healed. And other times resentment just needs to be heard. So you start with yourself. You forgive yourself, your faults, your feelings, your past mistakes. You forgive yourself for self-sabotaging. And you acknowledge that you cannot change the past. You allow yourself to feel, but you also allow yourself to let go, to release. You step out of the victim role and you empower yourself. You empower yourself by setting boundaries, physical boundaries, financial boundaries, emotional boundaries, whatever is acceptable and desirable for you. And you make an empowered choice. You have the freedom to choose what you want to feel. You do that by saying, I choose to blank. What's your blank? I choose to stay in this relationship, accept this dynamic, leave, change, forgive, whatever it is that you choose. And then you add the because. Because I love myself, because I believe people are imperfect, because I believe in second chances, because I truly love my family, this person, whatever your because is, but you get to choose what you want to feel. And the hardest part of this is the releasing part. You cannot change the past, but you can change your future. And you start by honoring and loving yourself. So you make the choice. Then you move on to the other person. And when you move on to the other person, remember you can't control another person. They may not show up in the way that you want them to, that you expect them to, that you desire but you still have to honor and respect. And you do so by expressing yourself in a way that's empathetic, in a way that talks about you, not them. That means using I statements instead of you statements, which tend to put people on the defensive. When you speak, think before you speak. What is the goal? What is it that you're trying to say and why? Is it to be hurtful? Is it for them to feel what you feel? Or is it try to attract, to love, to build upon something? And then you practice active listening. And again, you're empathetic. Even if you disagree with them, you give them a space to tell their story. And you don't have to try and fix things for them or make them even feel better. Sometimes that just invalidates emotions. 
The other person just needs to be heard, to be understood. And then you voice your needs, your desires, and you ask them what they need, what they expect. Then together you figure out how you want to feel as a couple, and you practice compassion, and you offer each other emotional support, and you remember your core values as a couple and independently. And then there's forgiveness. Forgiveness is a process, and often the first step is acceptance. That means coming to terms, accepting that grudges don't serve you, and you make a decision not to dwell on the past. You free up your energy and you start making peace. And you acknowledge that no one's perfect. People make mistakes. Not everything is done with bad intentions. Basically, you open up your heart and you have the willingness to leave the past behind you so that you can move on forward in your relationship and create a new future. That's how you deal with the poison resentment. You give it an eviction notice. There's a lot to be said about this topic and a lot of ways that it shows up. That was kind of just, I guess, something that you can start doing. There's a lot more layers on unraveling. But sometimes you don't need to go that deep. All you need to do is have the willingness to accept, forgive, and repair and heal. Hope that was helpful for you in your relationship, for you independently. Until we meet again, think well and be well, my friends. Catch you soon. One more thing. Thanks for listening to my Perfectly Imperfect show. Keep in mind that I'm sharing thoughts and experiences, and the information on this podcast is not a substitute for seeking help from a licensed mental health or medical professional. If you have a moment to leave a rating or a review, that would be great. It's a way of sharing so that more people can find the show and start making some small shifts.